Segabits presents Sega Talk, a podcast talking all things with your hosts, George and Barry. Hello and welcome to Sega Talk episode number 53. I'm your host, George, and with me, like Tails with Sonic, is Barry. Was that wow. not, a good, that not a good intro? I mean, like, you want to be Amy or Knuckles, but I, I thought you were more of a Tails person. I'll be All Tails. Right. I'll be uh, so before we get into Sonic Advance, which is today's game we're going to be talking about, I just want to thank all our Patreons for supporting the podcast. I do know we have one coming up very soon where somebody paid us to talk about a game they wanted. Uh, I kind of want to keep yeah. it a surprise. Uh, and when that episode comes up in October, you you guys will obviously know. And if you guys want your own I think. episode read, just check out our patreon at segabits.com slash patreon uh patreon.com slash segabits i screwed that all up yeah yeah go on i think that's in two episodes right so that'll be cool yeah i'm looking forward to that oh i'm doing the notes Uh, for that one then but that's fine i mean i kind of wanted to do it so i'm yeah yeah and at the end of this i will reveal what i'm doing i've thought about it Oh, okay. Usually I don't think about it. I just make it up. And last time I was like, Sonic Advance. And now I have to do Sonic Advance, even though I kind of didn't want to. I don't have that much nostalgia with this game. <laughs> but the more I actually played it this weekend, the more I appreciated some of the stuff it did, especially for... Well, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but let me do the intro. Let's Today's do it. game is Sonic Advance on the Game Boy Advance, which uh, came out in Japan on December 20th, 2001. We didn't get it in North America until February 3rd, 2002, and Europe March 8th, 2002. Uh, the game was co-developed by Sonic Team and Dimps, uh, making this the first Sonic game created by Dimps, who uh, would go on to create the Rush series and 2D boost gameplay. And also make handheld versions of console games like Lost World and Generations. So, uh, Barry, let's open it up with uh, your history with the game and what do you think about the game today? Because, like, there's some odd oddities. Like, this is a 2D game, but it's in Sonic, modern Sonic look. Yeah, I mean, this game definitely was targeting me. And unfortunately, I did not have a Game Boy Advance at the time of release. I mean... When you think about this this era, like 2001, 2002, the Dreamcast was just discontinued. Um, Sega fans were kind of like trying to find a new home. And so like if you were a rich kid, you'd be like, oh, I got the GameCube, the PS2, and the Xbox. I'm good. Um, if you were like me and you didn't really have the money, it was just kind of like you, you had to pick. And I picked the PS2 and I regretted that. Because it turned out to just be like ports of Crazy Taxi Mm. and all that. And then I saw the GameCube kids. They were playing Sonic Adventure. I'm like, I played that. I saw the Xbox and I saw Jet Set Radio Future. And I was like, oh, man. So I got an Xbox like a year later. Um, And at the same time, these Sonic games started coming out for the Game Boy Advance. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I just got a PS2. I just got an Xbox. I'll, I'll wait it out. So I waited it out for... 
not too long. I probably got a Game Boy Advance in like 2007, 2006. Okay. Um, I got a very beat up Game Boy Advance SP um, backlit. And if you want to hear the story about that, it's on our uh, Gunstar Superheroes episode. Mm-hmm. And one of the first games I picked up, of course, was Sonic Advance. I actually got it boxed, which is surprising because it was like used. Um, and you never see that at GameStop yeah. or anything. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure by that time, all of the Game Boy Advance Sonic games were out. So I, I and very quickly picked them all up. And my f- first experience with it was just like, it was so cool because you have to remember at this time, we were not playing that many 2D Sonic games. Like it was Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And that was pretty much it. Um... So this was really kind of a big deal. Now, I know there was, um, man, what was that one? Sonic Pocket Adventure mm-hmm. for the yeah. game, for the... Uh, N-Gage. Man, what, what's, what's Neo Geo Pocket Color? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and, you're right. And the N-Gage. You're yeah. right. It was on N-Gage. <laughs> um, but that one was really just kind of like a little remix of previous stages with a green-eyed Sonic. Like, it was like Sonic 1 and 2 combined. Um but this one, it was just, it was so surreal to see Sonic Adventure characters, um, to see something pre-Shadow, because I think not much is said within, like, the Sonic community about that wonderful, wonderful time between Sonic Adventure and right before Sonic Adventure 2, where we had these, like, new designs, it was really fun and exciting, but it was right before the plot got all crazy, Shadow became, like, the second most popular character, um, so to be playing this game... It was almost like a time capsule of a very short period of time in the Sonic franchise where Big was relevant, where where Shadow wasn't there. Mm. Um, I think the only other game I can think of is Sonic Shuffle, which was also of that era. So, I mean, I, I have great memories of the game. It just it just played really well. It felt like a Sonic game. I have really nothing negative to say about it. How about you? Um this is one of those games where, like, I first learned about emulation. Um, kind of weird, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I remember someone in high school showing me, like, um, oh, look, you could emulate uh, Game Boy Advance games, and everybody in class would play, like, the Pokemon games. And uh, I was like, oh, I could try all the Sega games that they released on the Game Boy Advance since I didn't have one. And these were the games yeah. I would play. And, um, some other stuff and then when i finally got my own game boy uh when the sp light came out like i wanted one with a backlight so i waited all the way till the sp light came out with uh the brighter screen and then i finally was able to go to gamestop and pick a bunch of these games up for almost nothing because uh, i think at the time i think it was like they were trying to transition to the ds or at least it was getting close to that point so uh, you could pick up these sony games for like a couple bucks i mean they didn't come complete sometimes but they were pretty cheap i think they're still really cheap if you uh look at them they are yeah 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 and just just from looking at when i picked up a game boy advance like i'm looking here the uh, system was um ceased production december 2009 which is actually fitting we're talking about this now because the 3ds was just announced to be discontinued wow so yeah so it's like i mean at that time i was buying into it very late so imagine me now buying a 3ds game <laughs> in 2020 just yeah. as the the console's dying out like i came to it late so this was it almost felt like a retro nostalgia game even though it was only like f- four or five years old at the time 
And uh, my opinion on the game was uh, it always kind of reminded me if, like, Sonic, like, had a Super Nintendo game because, like, the visuals weren't really, like, Sega Genesis-like. It was more like a uh, Super Nintendo game they always reminded me of. The physics weren't perfect. Like, the Genesis had, like, a very specific physics. In my mind, when I played, I was like, oh, this is just Sega doing a super nintendo twist on the game boy advance of classic uh sonic but using met, uh modern aesthetics at the time we didn't know this classic sonic was a separate thing so to me it was just sonic at the time so now it's kind of weird looking back at it because it's like we have that we have two characters modern and classic and back then right. it was just modern and nobody even talked about the idea of there being a classic sonic right Right, yeah, I mean, it's worth mentioning that both Sonic Adventure and this game did a lot to bridge the classic games with with what we know now as modern Sonic, because, like, you remember there was cutscenes, uh, 3D cutscenes from Sonic CD where uh, Amy was remembering Metal Sonic. Um, throughout this game, there's tons of throwbacks to the Genesis originals. I mean, you got checkerboards, you got enemies, um so it just felt like a transitional game, but at the time it just felt like Sonic. I, I you know. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about the developer behind the game. I couldn't find too much, uh, I guess you could say, interviews with Dimps on this, or Sonic Team really didn't really talk about it. Like, I think Yuji Naka would talk about some of the characters they picked or what the sequel's going to have. It, it was like so fast they came out that... Uh, it didn't seem like there was a lot of promotion for these games a, a lot of times because they were kind of like back to back to back. And I know we talked about in the Alex Kidd episode about how some Sega studios back then were like sweatshops. Uh, looking mm-hmm. into Dimps, Dimps definitely one of those studios. They were third party and were doing everything and were doing a ton of games. So, um, And they also have a kind of like a rocky history with Sonic fans. Um Dimps has, uh, so over the years, a lot of people seem to dislike them. Uh, Dimps is a Japanese developer made up of former SNK and Capcom employees, including co-creator Takashi Nishiyama and Hiroshi uh, Matsumoto. I I screwed those up for sure. And was founded (laughs) on March 6th, not 2020. I don't know why I put 2020 in the notes. I think it's uh, 2000, I think, but... Um, Dimps is also very well known for pumping out a lot of games in a short period of time. Uh, in 2004, they released four, uh, eight games, including wow. Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, Game Boy, uh, Dragon Ball Advanced Adventures, Sonic Advance 3, and DBZ Budokai 3 on the GameCube. Even though they would pump out a lot of games, according to their Wikipedia entry, they only have 276 employees as of 2020. Uh, wow. What is what is in your uh, what is your opinion on Dimps and uh, and their work with the Sonic franchise? I think if you look back, Sonic Team and uh, is the obviously has made the most Sonic games, but Dimps is number two as uh, yeah. having the most Sonic games under their belt. And are you surprised that fans dislike them or have like a mixed opinion of them? I it took me a long time to understand the hate for it because. For the longest time, it was like, oh, thank God, Dimps is making it. Look, it's Sonic Advance 2. You know, like, I felt like there was a positive association just because of the Advance titles. And then I would be on the forums, like Sonic Stadium forums in like the 2010s or something, and people would be going, Dimps, oh, I hate them. And I'm like, 
why they make good 2d sonic games but I gotta admit, I went back and I've played Sonic Advance two and three, and there's a lot of problems with those games. Um, a lot of weird decisions. I mean, nothing on the levels of Sonic Heroes, where you have to like replay the game four times. Mm. But still, just like just weird stuff, bad, boring bosses. Um, I mean, there's some interesting ideas, but like I'll play Sonic Advance, and it feels like a Sonic game. I'll play Sonic Advance two and three. And it feels like they're trying too many different things that just don't really work. Kind of like how, um, like I'd compare it to Knuckles Chaotix with the uh, elastic band thing. Like it's cool, but when you go back and play it, you're like, there's something off with this game. Like levels are too long. Mm. Um, and I'm not just saying about Sonic Chaotix, but like the Sonic Advance uh, sequels, you know, it's just like... Um, you don't progress normally. You like go to a hub and you have to go through this like maze to get to the next stage. It's like kind of a waste of time. I don't know. Like, did you ever feel those negatives about the Dimps games? I I have to agree. Like um, when I first played uh, Sonic Rush, I really yeah. enjoyed it because it was kind of fresh at the time, the boost gameplay and stuff. And then um, I kind of like the negatives about it kind of like went in the wayside because I was having so much fun with the music and the graphics and how how fast it was. And then I went yeah. back and played it recently and there's like all these like pits that you fall in and it's like poorly designed. It's not that really well thought out of, you know, thought uh, compared to like so some Sonic Team games and like um, the bosses were very repetitive. So I kind of see where people are coming from. I think they have this like initial like oh, if you just play them and ignore all the negatives, I think there's a, enough positives within them. But I think it's pretty obvious that they were being rushed with all these games and they were working on like four or five games. And I think I like to cut teams like this slack and say, well, look at this. But I could see Sonic fans going like, oh, no, they're just garbage and uh, I don't want to I don't really mm. want to play them. So I don't know. It's a give and take. I'm sure if they had like they were only making Sonic games and were like, uh, a sub team to Sonic team and only had to work on like four or five games or like two or three games in like five years, they would release yeah. a lot better games, but that's not what they are. They're basically this, we need a game this year now, fast, quick, cheap. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I completely forgot about the rush games. Like the first one, it's fun, but you mm -hmm. see, there are some problems with it. The Sonic and rush adventure. I thought that was kind of fresh. I liked the whole thing with Blaze and like the boats and the water and all that kind of stuff. Like that was cool. Um, but then like Sonic Lost World, it was cool to play in 3D on 3DS, but there were so many weird things about that game. Um, one that <laughs> one that comes to mind is that there's a stage you need to use the accelerometer and mm. you need to turn in 360 degrees to progress. And I was riding on a train and like I could not play. It was just oh, like... Man such a terrible game decision. I was like, is there a button where I can like manually move around? No, you had to do this. And so I had to pause the game, turn it off, ride to work for 20 minutes, work all day, ride back, go home. You know, I have, I'm busy as is, but I have to set aside 30 minutes of my <laughs> evening to like sit in my swivel chair and finish the stupid puzzle. And I was just like, I, I feel like a better studio wouldn't have made that stupid decision. Yeah. So well, that's, I, uh, that was I mean, where I got my big like dimps. Yeah. You know, sort of we say moment. that a, a better studio wouldn't do that, but like Nintendo just re-released uh, their, their Mario games. And like, if you want to play galaxy, 
Uh, you can't play it in portable mode because you need to play it in with the Wii Mote. So you have to use this oh. little Joy Cons. So I'm like, oh man, this sucks. I can't play it. Like, why can't you just replace it with the second joystick or something? You know, the the motion. Uh, I have yeah. it on Dolphin, and the emulated version does that. So I'm like, am I gonna have to play the emulated ver- version to get away from motion controls? But ah, whatever. Anyway, we're not talking about Mario Galaxy. Blah. <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's talk about Sonic Advance and its story. I have the story in the notes if you could see them. I would yeah. love it if you would read it in your best uh, impression, Sonic impression, obviously. Oh, okay. We haven't done the Sonic impression for a while because we usually do those on the if you second do news Mar- bits, uh... If you want to do Marge. <laughs> the evil scientist, Dr. Eggman, has hatched another dastardly plot. Oh, hello, Marge. Oh, hi, Homer. Keep reading. He plans to build a Dr. Eggman empire by turning all the animals into donuts. I mean robots. If I gather all seven Chaos Emeralds, I'll gain unimaginable power. Hey man, I'll finish. Oh, hey Bart. You you can't just watch your comrades become tools of Dr. Eggman, man. Command Sonic as he dashes into action along with his pals, Amy Knuckles and Tails, man. To, to stop the evil Dr. Eggman. Yeah, the story is obviously pretty basic. <laughs> um, some stuff happens. But it was in good the, with all the Simpsons reading it, um, I thought. Very 90s, very called that. Thank you. <laughs> um, in your opinion, even though the Sonic Advance story isn't trying to break new grounds or trying to unleash a god demon or trying to be yeah. edgy, it's more of just the original bread and butter Eggman story. Is this good for the Advance series or is that a negative? I, I think it was a smart way to start things out, especially considering where the Advance series went from there when you consider not only 2 and 3, but the Sonic Battle, which was like very story-heavy. So it was cool that they all tied together and that the story got progressively more complex. I mean, it's no different from Sonic 1 through Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Like, if you ask me what the plot of Sonic 1 is, it's pretty much this. If yeah. you ask me what the plot of Sonic 3 and Knuckles is, it's completely different from where Sonic Battle ended up. So, well, it is cookie cutter. Like, it it starts small, and then if you follow the series, it is kind of cool to see, you know, Cream come in, Cream's mom, uh, Gemeral, Emerald, whatever, uh, Emerald Legacy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's cool. And I don't think they need to make it all crazy. Like, imagine a super complex plot for the first gba sonic game you know yeah i know it's like uh i mean they could have done uh i don't know i I don't think they need to do a complicated plot in the end of the day it's about the the stages the characters and the graphics and uh this game definitely uh hit all that so let's talk about some of the characters you could play as Uh, the first guy is obviously sonic the hedgehog i don't know if you ever heard of him he's pretty popular um i love sonic he yeah. and he's gotten some new moves in this game, including a double spin attack. Pressing A Ooh. after jumping gets you a flash shaped like lightning covering Sonic for a split second, increasing his attack and range. Uh, a jump dash, which is just pressing uh, left and right in succession after jumping, will have him uh, do a midair basically dash and also increasing his speed. A somersault, which is a little more complex, but not really that complex. You basically press B rapidly. The first tap makes Sonic into a ball that's like less tight, so it's a less spin, shorter little dash. Uh, 
pressing B again in this rolling state uh, while in rolling state, and Sonic will perform a somersault, a flip, and wow. then slide along the ground and stop. Then there's obviously the skid attack by pressing B during the somersault. He will uh, do a forward flip and skid along the ground for a moment, attacking enemies. And then, obviously, if you press A instead of B during the somersault, Sonic will jump in the air backwards in the light spin. Um, wow. I, I actually kind of like this back then because it's like they added a couple of more like buttons to Sonic. I, I don't know if it would work in the classic games, but it kind of reminded me of like a Mario take on him where he has like instead of pressing A or B, you, you do two different moves during a move. You know what I yeah. mean? So. I kind of like that back then. It kind of reminds me more of something Nintendo does than really uh, uh, Sega does. Uh, Sega Sonic Classic was just one button to do everything, either up or down, you know? Right, yeah, and I'd, I'd say, too, that kind of reminds me of Sonic Lost World, where yeah. they, instead of having a gimmick like the Werehog or something like uh, a boost, they spent a lot of time focusing on new moves and new fun ways to move Sonic around. And I think... Um, well, I did give them grief for their, you know, like accelerometer controls. I will say Dimps did a great job in implementing all the fun ways to control Sonic and Lost World, just like they did here, where you don't need to use these, but if you kind of start to master them, you can move through the levels in a lot of fun and unique ways. Um, you know, uh, very different from, like you were saying, the original Sonic games, because this is a lot more like a Mario approach, where... You know, they, even in 3D Mario, like I was playing uh, 64 recently and I completely forgot that you can jump like, woo, woohoo, woo-hoo yeah. you know, like, yeah, and that's kind of like Sonic here. There's all these fun little moves. So it's cool. But if you do go into this playing it like a Genesis game, you're going to start doing all these moves at random and you're like, what the hell's going on? So you got to <laughs> yeah. read. Definitely, definitely uh, look at the moves and uh, practice them. It's not like the old games for sure. Um the next character we have, unsurprisingly, of course, is uh, Sonic 2's uh, Miles Tail Tails. Basically, he has basically yeah. a very short move set. They probably didn't really know what to do with him, but he's got a flying, just like the Genesis game. Tails can fly after you press A. Um, he won't stop fl- flying unless he lands on something. If you attack while in midair, but not flying, you know when you're falling down. You can damage mm-hmm. enemies. Tails flies for about eight seconds in the game. Uh, but if you're in the water, he just swims, which is different. And you can damage characters while you're swimming. Um, and then mm-hmm. obviously Tails attacks, which is pressing B. I mean, there's not much to Tails, really. Um, he's pretty bread and butter, Tails, with the flying and the just pressing B with his tail. And then we got next Knuckles, which... I mean, none of these characters are that surprising. I think the only surprising but- one is Amy, which is last... But uh, he's got his basic basic uh, Sonic 3 uh, moveset where he could glide. Uh, I think we all know how that works. Uh, yeah. He climbs like he does in Sonic 3. He also has float, which is a water thing where he could float on the surface where other characters can do. And you could press up and down. Uh, Sonic, I mean, Knuckles also has a punch combo, which I think is basically mm-hmm. out of a, uh, adventure. Pressing B, yeah. uh, you could press it one or two times to do combos. And then if you press B quickly enough, you do an uppercut, which is another move. And that's basically his moveset. It's very Mario 64, I guess, with the... I, not really. I guess it's more Knuckles from... Uh, it's kind of like a mix of the classic Knuckles and the, the Adventure Knuckles in the 2D thing. So pretty cool. 
Anything well, you want to say about him? A rascal, a rascal <laughs> anteater. It, does he not? I've never seen him eat ants. Why would they call him that? I have no idea. Knuckles is a rascal anteater. I mean, I guess an echidna is like a type of anteater, maybe. Are they? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Is, if anybody out there knows Knuckles lore, let us know in the comments. Uh, you about you this. can if you're in Washington D.C. You can go to the Museum of Natural History and they have a stuffed echidna. I saw it. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I posted it on our our uh, social media back then. I don't think people liked seeing it though. Oh no! So the <laughs> last character we have is Amy Rose. She has a unique uh, set of moves. I think she's the most interesting character in here because she hasn't been represented in two D. This is kind mm-hmm. of what she, this should have been a character that was playable in um, uh, Sonic CD, in my opinion. But we finally got her in Sonic Advance in the two D game. She has a, a move called Giant Steps, which is used the same way as Sonic Spin Dash, but you could abuse it by just doing it over and over again, and she does these leaps. Um, mm-hmm. Head Slide Attack, which is basically pressing B during the Giant Step. Um, and uh, Hammer Jump, pressing down in B uh, while on the ground. Amy smashes her hammer into it and launches in the air. No mercy showing, of course. Uh, no. Hammer Whirl. Uh, if you're pressing down and B in midair, she'll swirl her hammer, uh, hitting everything. She has a bunch of other hammer attacks. One of them is a high jump where you could hit actual, uh, springs and she does like a huge jump bigger than any other character. So she has interesting moves. She has hammer attacks too. And her whole thing is based on her hammer, obviously, which I like because I thought it was interesting in, uh, Sonic Advance, uh, Adventure, but... I kind of didn't think they did enough with her in Sonic Adventure. They just kind of was kind of an afterthought. Something I didn't put notes about, but we kind of should talk about or at least mention is these uh, character models they did or at least character sketches for uh, all these baddies. Something mm-hmm. that Sonic Adventure and Sonic uh, 3D games kind of stopped doing is the unique classic type of bad badniks. And this one kind of yeah. uh, brought it back. Uh, they're basically copying the originals. Some most of these that I see. I mean, anything here that yeah. you, that jumps out at you that was like, oh, that's original. Um, I mean, no, a lot of them. Now the no, actually, a lot of them just seem like they are picked up from previous games, but with little changes. Like the blowfish looks a little different. Um, There's that weird knuckle frog robo knuckles. You know, I think. I think the big one is, the, yeah, the, like the metal knuckles. That yeah. one's completely new, yeah. um, which I, I thought was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, ever since I think Sonic Adventure 2 started to bring in the gun robots. And you mm-hmm. did have uh, animal badniks, but not nearly as many. And it really wasn't until, I want to say, Sonic Colors that they made a big comeback. Um but I, I feel like the animal robots are something the series was some severely lacking uh, for many years and still is. Yeah. I th- you think yeah. they just do it because it's cheaper, like an Unleashed, just to yeah. put all these... Yeah, that's what I think. Just copy and paste it, put them in the way, smash through them. I, I like this whole look better. Happy that uh, Dimps actually went back and did these kind of robots and didn't just use gun robots. It would have made the game yeah. a lot lame, lamer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what out of these four characters that we talked about, Amy, Knuckles, Tails, Sonic, uh, which one do you usually play as? 
Usually, I will play as Sonic. However, when I first got the game, I did try Amy as soon as I could because... Um, and I don't remember if they unlock as you play or if they're all unlocked at once. But, um, yeah, just out of sheer curiosity, because like you said, in Sonic Adventure, she was just kind of like a very slow-moving character, a little more exploration and platforming-based, not speed-based. So to have her here be a little faster, have some better attack moves was interesting. Um, I will say she's kind of like the hard mode, though, just because yeah. it's you're not used to progressing through stages like that so you have to kind of relearn how to play through the game but it's fun it's rewarding i think all the characters are very unique and and fun to play as so i will say that it's it's fun to play through the game as all of them unlike you know some sonic games where it's just kind of like cookie cutter like in sonic adventure 2 as much as i like that game Sonic and Shadow are pretty much the same. Uh, Tails and Eggman, pretty much the same. Knuckles and Rouge, pretty much the same. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, here it's nice to have four different play styles. Who's your favorite little guy? Obviously, I have to go with my girl Tails. I mean, uh, Tails. My girl Tails, yes. Oh. Uh, my girl Amy, because... Uh, Breaking she, news. She doesn't get... Yes, Tails is a girl. Um, she doesn't get enough credit. And uh, I think that... Sonic games severely lack female playable characters that are cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, even though I think Amy's uh, classics uh, one is cooler than the uh, modern look, but we have to get it where we can get it because, I mean, I don't think they're going to add Amy. Maybe in the next Mania game. Maybe. But I'm surprised it yeah. did, I'm surprised they didn't add them in this one as a DLC because they already have enough boys, you know? Five boys. We need We need one girl at least. I mean, I, I will say as much as we, you know, don't like the Sonic Boom era, I did like what they did to Amy. I wish we had more of her um, in the games. And what we did get was actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, I don't remember playing as Amy in Rise of Lyric. Which, she was in that though, right? I, she was in it, yeah. But I'm trying, I'm trying but to Sticks remember. Wasn't. Sticks was in it, but she was like... I don't know, dude. An like NPC. The, she was an NPC, and her characterization was all like wonky. Like it wasn't even the same character. Like they didn't know what she was supposed to be at the time. You could tell. So right, yeah. yeah. But I, I will say, Amy was really good in that, and it's kind of a shame that they put her by the wayside again. Like, if anything, Sonic Mania Plus, it's a little boy heavy. <laughs> like, definitely. I'm actually kind of surprised that the guys who made that didn't throw Amy in because it feels like it was from an era. Where there was a lot more, like especially from Westerners, like a lot more emphasis on putting females in games. And I mean, I'm not saying, you know, uh, Christian Whitehead is like, you know, no. he hates Amy. No. But it's just kind of surprises me. So fingers crossed Mania 2 happens and we get Amy in it. That would be great. I think that they didn't use Amy because her gameplay would be totally different compared to uh, the other, uh, was Mighty and Ray. They're kind of like, taken off of tails and uh uh knuckles's gameplay and they're kind of tweaked so i think maybe that's mm. why they did it but practicality point of view but uh let's talk about some of the stages this game has uh the first yeah. one we're going to be talking about is uh neo green hill zone uh let me put down the volume on this video um as you know, uh, you can't escape Green Hill Zones in games because uh, they're in every single Sonic game. Uh, this time we have Neo uh, Green Hill Zone, a beach-like area with palm trees and some checkered designs. 
The name seems to be a fact that Neo Green Hill Zone was used as a prototype name in Sonic 2 stages. Uh, one that became Aquatic Ruin Zone, uh, which we talked about in the past. Uh, what is your opinion yeah. on uh, Neo Green Hill Zone? I thought it was cool. It felt like Sonic Adventure's first stage in 2D. Um, I am not a Green Hill hater. I like Green Hill Zone. I think it's uh, the Mushroom Kingdom of Sonic games. And it does not appear nearly as much as people act like it does. And when it does, more often than not, they mix it up. Like in this, you know, you look at the screenshot, it does not look like Green Hill. It looks no. like a sandy beach. It looks like a Sonic Adventure stage. And that's cool. I like it. Um, I will say, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think this is a good take on it. And it's actually good to have a classic style game use a reference to an old game. I think that's fine when you're doing these. Um... I do think that uh, that like we do have a lot of Green Hill Zone uh, ref uh, representation, but I think this is different enough where I kind of I'm okay with it. I do like that it's a callback to the other ones, but this is something we're going to start noticing a lot in these uh, stages is that they're a lot of them are remixed stages from old games. So I think some of them lose their luster. But let's talk about the next one. Uh, the yeah. next game is uh, Secret Base Zone. Uh, so right in the second uh, stage, we have a uh, uh, typical factory level type stage with a lot of like weird swinging hooks, pressure, pressurized, uh, pressurized like uh, tubes, uh, steam tops, and like a bunch of other gimmicks. This stage yeah. was obviously influenced by uh, Metro uh, Lopolis Zone in uh, two. Uh, what do you think about this stage? And do you, and do you think it's as good as the Sonic Two stage? Um, no, I, I like this one a lot. I like that it comes so early in the game, and while it does have a lot of Metropolis vibes to it, it does not feel like a direct lift of Metropolis Zone. I love the name, Secret Base. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's kind of cool that it gets right into it. It reminds me of um, in Sonic 2, where Chemical Plant Zone's the second stage, and you're like, whoa, we're already going to the, you know, the yeah. uh, industrial areas. This this feels like this game's gonna go a different direction. I mean, it doesn't really, but yeah, it it's, does it's feel a nice way. second stage. Yeah, and there's a lot of cool um, gimmicks. I love the uh, industrial gimmicks that they have in the games. Yeah, so this I, is a good one. I also like the like the background has this weird three D effect, and some of the stuff in it, like the hooks, they kind of look like they're three D objects, which is kind of like yeah, lo-fi three D back then. Uh, on a lot of games did this on the advance, like it had some three D cap uh, capabilities. So a lot of uh, other uh, games had it. The next one is basically a copy of uh, Casino uh, from uh, the Casino level from two. Uh, this one's called. Uh, Casino Paradise Zone, and uh, even the song reminds me of it. Um, this one, I mean, it has all the gimmicks that the other one had. I, I kind of really does feel like a remake, but not as good in my opinion. Because like when I saw Casino Night Zone in uh, in Sonic 2, it, that was a huge surprise, right? And this one is right. kind of uh, it's kind of like oh, I already played it in two. I'm not, I'm not saying it's terrible. Yeah. It's a fine level. It's just like. It's hard to top the original. That's all. I, I, it's one of the, it's one of the best Sonic levels of all time, in my opinion. But um, I'm with you. I sorry. Go yeah, on. I, I love I love Casino stages. This one was a little too close to the original, and then with Sonic Four, it's just straight up lifting it again. It's almost like too much. Eh, I mean, they 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 do put Carnival themes in it, so that's kind of nice. It's similar to Carnival Night Zone, but um, 
I feel like more could have been done. I feel like Sonic 4 Episode 2 actually does more with adding, like, snow to it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. And speaking of snow, should we talk about uh, Bottled Water Zone? I mean, Ice Mountain Zone? Uh, yeah, which is uh, considered Ice Cap Zone by a lot of people. Sonic 3's uh, Ice Cap Zone as a replica. Yeah. But it, this one has a lot of more underwater uh, areas, they say. Um, what's your opinion on Ice Cap Zone? I mean, I mean Ice Mountain, sorry. Ice Cap Zone. <laughs> sorry, I got confused. I mean, I love Ice Cap Zone, too. I mean, I think one of the reasons I like Sonic Advance is, even though it does take inspiration from a lot of Sonic 1 and 2 and 3 stages, they're all ones I really like. So to go from Casino Night into Ice Cap is fine with me. I like it. It looks cool. And I almost forgot to, like, say that the if you're watching the video on YouTube, uh, we have gameplay showing from a YouTuber called Overhazard, so subscribe to him. I almost forgot to give him credit. Which uh, they should get credit because uh, they played through the whole game and we get to look at it if you're watching it on video, obviously. The next stage is Egg Rocket Zone. Uh, this is mostly a new stage idea where uh, you start outside on some rocket landing platform in Sunset, allowing uh, the player to enter uh, uh, to get a countdown. Oh, okay, never mind. I remember this level. I think this is the wrong did level. You, I'm did showing. you skip Angel Island? No, zone? that's the one I'm supposed to be talking about. Yes, Angel Island I zone. See. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, the next level is uh, Angel Island zone. I, then I have the notes in a really small window, so I'm trying to like <laughs> uh, trying to keep up. Is it as big as a, a Game Boy Advance screen? It's as big as a Game Boy Advance screen. Yes. Uh, this Did zone it... is named after Sonic's three Angel Island zone, but the design resembles more of Sky Sanctuary zone from Sonic and Knuckles. As they have both like some ancient ruin thing going on in these both of these stages. Uh, this is really where a lot of people say that the game starts getting more difficult. Uh, there's a lot more platforming in this stage. What is your opinion on this stage? I like ancient yeah, it ruins. Is, yeah, no, I like them too. I It is a more difficult stage, but it's cool to have Angel Island Zone and have it be so different from what we expect from Angel Island Zone, you know, in, like, Sonic 3. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the Ruins theme is cool. I like the boss, which is uh, Mecha Knuckles. Um, all in all, it's it's just a cool stage, and I like how it it comes again. I mean, what, what is this, the fifth zone? So, I mean, it's yeah. not like... It feels like you're at the end of this, the game, but you're not. Um, Close, but not Yeah, it... No complaints. I like it. And there's a boss or an enemy called Whamu. That's, that's kind of cool. He's a worm named Whamu. That's it's perfect. And yeah. the next game we're to talk about, or the next stage is Egg Rocket Zone, which is this like really weird long stage where there's like a uh, you're on a rocket platform in Sunset, and then you get to this countdown, and you have to like get to the next section section before the countdown, and there's like three countdowns, and they give you five minutes in each section uh this is where hmm. it gets this is basically uh one of the longest levels in the game so it takes a long time to beat any opinion on this level uh i like the sunset i like i like almost every single game with sunsets in it because like i don't know there's something epic about sunsets but i yeah. dislike no. long sonic levels that's it sorry <laughs> um i i I think aesthetically it's great. I think, though, given the platform, there's no saving. You can pause, but 
I mean, when you have a stage that's essentially almost 15 minutes long, that's a bit much. Um, at the very least, it's one act, but yeah, it, it definitely reeks of, like, Sonic Unleashed Eggman Land, where you're like, oh my god, it keeps going and going. How long is this? It's It just seems a little unfair to, like, suddenly mix it up at the second-to-last stage. Um, yeah. And have it be such a long stage. And uh, the next one we have is Cosmic Angel Zone, a uh, colorful light space station stage and Eggman's ultimate destination, featuring floating devices, gravity, gravity shifting, and tons of pitfalls, by many considered to be the hardest level in the game. Um, I think it looks beautiful. I like the whole, like, gravity and space look. Uh, kind of reminded me kind of of Sonic uh, Adventure 2's last stages, but... Uh, yeah. A little less hard. I, th- I feel like there's a lot of glitches in those gravity stages on t- in, uh, Adventure 2, so... I appreciated that at least. Um, it is hard though, but uh, what's your opinion on it? I think it's cool. It's nice that aesthetically they're suddenly giving you something really new here. Like you said, it does have a Sonic Adventure 2 vibe. So it's. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty cool near final stage. And it's nice that they don't just throw another, I don't know, like Metropolis Zone at you or something like that. Oh, yeah. And then we have. <laughs> the last stage being X Zone. You, have you heard? You you remember this? This is basically kind of like the last stage for Sonic Two, where you have to do a series of boss fights. In this one, you do a boss fight of Eggman from uh, Number uh, from Green Hill Zone One, which is basically the ball and uh, whatever mm-hmm. you know. What I'm talking about. And I then, know what you mean. Yeah. And then there's uh, the other one is uh, Doctor Eggman, the Drill Eggman from Sonic Two's Emerald Hill, and then. Obviously, the last one, Eggman X, or, or Egg X, is the new <laughs> final bo- uh, boss battle. So this is just a boss battle. It's just like Sonic 2, but without Metal Sonic, or, sorry, what, Mecha Sonic. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's nothing much to talk about. It's a cool boss fight. Uh, very classic, and reminds me of the old mm-hmm. ones. Um, yeah. So let's, And then, obviously, if you get all the Chaos Emeralds, you get a special stage where... You have to beat it with all four characters. You get to play as uh, Super Sonic in the moon as you fight Super Egg Robot. And that's yeah. a special ending if you get everything and collect everything. What do you think about these kind of Super Sonic uh, endings? And uh, what do you think about this one? I think it's pretty typical with him flying and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was never a huge fan of the Super Sonic endings where you had to collect all the emeralds. Because, you know, as a kid I didn't always do that. But when I did get to play them, they were always epic. This mm. one's no different. It's a very cool way to end the game. Very, um, very original looking. It looks cool. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. But it's the last stage with Super Sonic, so of course it would be tough. I, I love. Uh, I actually really love Super Sonic stuff. It really gives you that one up on Mario. You know, you're thinking like, wow, he, this guy's basically Super Saiyan. He could do anything. He could fly on the moon. That's that's mm-hmm. pretty sick, and uh, just a special look at some of the special stages, which uh, basically is basic. Okay, it says right here that it's kind of like chaotic, but it, it they really remind me more of like um, Sonic Adve- uh, Adventure, uh, Sonic Two, where but instead you're like skydiving downwards instead of riding the rail, and mm-hmm. uh, you basically 
collect the rings in each stage. There's different things you could collect. There's like barriers and other things, but it's pretty basic. You collect the rings in the end and you get the uh, the emerald or whatever it is. Or what is it? Chow or whatever they call them mm -hmm. on this one. So, I mean, what's your opinion on this stage? I, I think it's pretty much like Sonic 2's uh, inspired, but they say Chaotix, but it wasn't Chaotix like a 3D platformer? Um, well, Chaotix had two different ones. Chaotix had a drop-down one that was just to, like, collect rings, but rings were kind of pointless in okay. that game. Okay, then it's like um, this, then. <laughs> so that's what it's based on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Yeah, definitely based on that. Uh, what's your opinion on the special stages on this one, and how does it compare to other special stages, you think? Um, well, if you've listened to past episodes, I always talk about how I don't like special stages that utilize skills that you don't really learn as you play the game, oh. where it just like throws a whole new gameplay style at you. Um, here, I'm, I'm split. Like, It's not like you've, you're ever doing this anywhere else in the game, but it's easy enough. Um, it's not crazy. It looks nice. I, I, I don't really have any major issues with it. Um, Sky surfing is cool, I guess. So <laughs> that's that's you know it's it's in the middle of like special stages for me. I don't love it. I don't hate it. That's good. I mean, I have to agree. It's just okay. Um, so let's. So while the game had a full fledged single player mode with a, a secret ending, tons of zones, and uh, four playable characters, what what would a Sonic game be without multiplayer? And as you know, yeah. this is something that Sonic Team really focused on on Sonic Two and you know the other classic games. And Sonic Advance is no different and, uh, quite frankly, has a lot of extras, all things considered. Uh, since th this is the Game Boy Advance, uh, we need to talk about the Game Link cables. Also, yeah. I, I did some research into this game and Sonic Advance is both a single-pack game and a multi-pack game. Meaning, if it's a single-pack game, meaning that multiplayer could be played with one cart. So there's only one mode where you could play with one cart. And then everything hmm. else, you would need multiple carts to uh, run the right. other modes. And uh, you could choose from styles like two-on-one, three-on-one, or two-on-two. Kind of sounds like a swingers party, but that's what they uh, listed as uh, the multiplayer modes. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so what's your history with the uh, Game Boy Link Cable? Uh, did you ever play multiplayer on one of um, the Game Boy Advance, or did you never even try I've never tried. I've never done it. Though I have lived vicariously through like videos. Um, I know Bartman from Sega Channel Retro did a lot of multiplayer stuff. I think he did a few multiplayer videos Yep, on our channel. Uh, yeah, I was um, going to play one of them while we uh, talked about the Yeah, the and so that that's kind of his thing is that he'll like seek out all the hardware needed and actually try it. And it's cool because it's a part, you know, you look at a lot of these games and I've even experienced it with some recent games where I'll push multiplayer, even though I don't have a second controller. And the first thing it says is turn on your second controller. And I'm like, I don't even have that. So, yeah. you know, there's a wall that you cannot penetrate. And in this case, it's like you need four Game Boy Advances and four games. Like even now with today's money, that's a lot if you're just trying to put that together on your own. So you need friends and I don't have them. I have to agree with you. I, I didn't play this game in multiplayer, but I traded like Pokemon on the original Game Boy that also had a link cable in the other games. So I've done mm -hmm. some some advanced stuff, link cables, but never Sonic. Uh, I never tried the single cart or like, you know, where you could sh share it with other people. It's I didn't yeah. know about that feature. It's pretty sick to know that 
I, I, the first time I ever tried that feature where you could have one cart was on the DS because it had like a wireless multiplayer. So it made it a lot easier. Didn't need a cable. But yeah, uh, yeah so let's talk about some of the multiplayer uh, elements in this game. Um, basically, in this game, uh, okay, so in multiplayer, there each character had like moves that they could do. Like uh, if Sonic was spin dashing and you were a teammate of his and you touched him, it would give you a speed boost. Uh, Tails yeah. could basically do his Sonic 3 uh, thing where he could grab you and take you somewhere else. And if you were a teammate of Knuckles, you could actually glide, like hold on to him while he glides and climbs <laughs> up stuff. And if you yeah. uh, played with Amy, she would catapult you if, with her hammer. If she hit next to you, you would like jump up because of the... That's funny. So that's pretty cool little touch for a multiplayer, you know, giving them a little more things to do with teams. Uh, so the first one is uh, is the race. This is obviously super influenced by Sonic 2's mode. This mode requires everyone to have their own cart. Uh, you basically race in any in-game act, uh, but the maps are cleared of enemies and there are rotating item boxes which offer items in random that can either hurt or help you. Unlike Sonic 2 that had five different ways of winning, this one is whoever finishes the race. Uh, in Sonic 2, you could win by collecting the most... Uh, I think one of them was like getting all the item boxes. There was like five ways to win and if you got the most out of five, you would win. In this one, it was just I remember that. the racing. Uh, Chow yeah. Hunt, which everybody needed their own cart for this one, of course. And in this mode, you basically would play specifically crafted levels where the objective was to collect as many Chows as possible on the map. There was a time limit. If you played by yourself, it was three minutes, uh, five minutes with a team. If a player had a Chow, you could basically attack them and take it away from them. And there was also mm -hmm. uh, item boxes that cost, they would make you invisible or make other players show up on the map so you could hunt them down. So that's pretty fun. Um, and then the, the other mode was collect the rings. Literally the only single cart multiplayer mode available to play. In this one mode, it's kind of like Chow Hunt, but it's like more restrictive. Uh, in this one, you have to collect as many rings as possible. Just like Chow Hun, you could make them drop rings by attacking them. Uh, after three minutes, the person with the most rings is declared the winner. But in this mode, you can't pick your character. So it's assigned. Player one is Sonic, player two is Tails, player three is Knuckles, and player four is Amy, which is obvious. And uh, every character hmm. has very basic skills. They don't have any, and no team play. So it's all versus hmm. each other. Um, I think that's because uh, the low memory on the Game Boy Advance, so you can't do all the Makes moves. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, Sonic Advance also featured Tiny Chow Garden, uh, which was sort of the same as Sonic uh, Adventure had on the Dreamcast with the uh, VMU. Only in this one, you would need a cable to connect your GameCube version of Sonic Adventure DX or Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and then you could transfer your chow and items into Tiny Garden, and you could do races <laughs> and other things. But this mode actually had uh, some, I guess, limitations. Like the the chow did not age. I don't know. Did they age in the VMU one when you had them? Um, I can't say for sure. I didn't even think about chow aging, but they did age. You're right. Yeah. I don't know if they aged on the VMU. Yeah, you could only <laughs> interact with some items, and there was a. Uh, you can never have more than one chow on the go. Uh, the game also but that has was like the VMU. Okay, yes, I'm just yeah. uh, I'm just what they said. Yeah, 
The game also had two mini games. Uh, one was uh, the card matching one and the rock, paper, scissors. And you could mm-hmm. also buy fruits and other items to nurture and, and help them out. Uh, did you ever try Chow Gardens on the, the Game Boy Advance? And uh, I mean, and have you ever used the GameCube and uh, Game Boy Advance link cable? Have you ever seen any other game that uses it? Um, I have played with Tiny Chow Garden, but I've never used the Game Boy Advance link cable. But I think it's it's very cool that they were able to like bring Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 to the GameCube and carry over the Chow as well yeah. um, in a very different way. Mm. I, I don't know if I prefer it to the VMU because the VMU was such a, a special experience for me at the time. Um, but it is cool that it was bundled within a full Sonic game. So it makes sense. Like you're not downloading software on the Game Boy Advance. So what do you do? Well, just bundle it on the big 2D Sonic game at the time. And it actually is great because then if you own one, you want to get the other to uh, get the full experience, even though that's the only link that they have. It's cool. I like it. Um, I wish I did more. I'll have to look into if the Wii with the GameCube support can do that. Um, I wonder if it can. And uh, did you know of any other game that uses the link cable in in a way that you even remember on Game Boy Advance to GameCube? Well, I remember that you could unlock like Nights into Dreams and other little mini games. Um... I don't know if that was with Billy Hatcher or what that was. Um, maybe you remember, but um, uh, yeah, I think it's Billy Hatcher. I, I yeah, I can't think of much more. I mean, I'm sure it existed. Like yeah. Advance Wars, maybe did something. I don't know. I do know that Animal Crossing had one where, like, if you bought, I think it's if you bought like the Super Nintendo ports on the Game Boy Advance, and then you connected it to Animal Crossing, you could play them inside animal crossing or you could play like a demo of them inside animal crossing it was something dumb like hmm. that and i was like i remember getting really into animal crossing on gamecube and thinking about like buying the cables and all that and i'm like what am i doing <laughs> why i could just play the super nintendo games on an emulator like i don't need this inside of my uh video uh gamecube virtual world you know so i just went i just didn't buy anything and just because i mean they're so i i don't know if they're that expensive but uh i don't i just don't want to pay for them that's it Especially now that I mean, there's a bunch of other Animal Crossing games I could play. So let's right. uh, let's talk about the marketing in this game. Uh, this game actually Ooh. had this game actually had TV advertisements at least in Japan, not in America. But there's a reason for that, which we'll discuss. Well, I'm about to tell you right now. The game was only published by Sega in Japan. Uh, in North America, it was published by THQ and. Uh, Australia was Infrograms. Is that how you say their name? They're actually not even a company anymore. But hmm. uh, the Japanese ad is kind of racy, having a real life Sonic uh, in a you know furry suit uh, running around, bumping into people's every days, and giving them something positive. One of them, I mean, this is definitely written by a uh, male. Uh, you'll see why when we watch the commercial. Do you do you have it up? Um, yes, I am ready to watch it. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> oh. Ooh, yeah, racy. Ma- Magical. 
So I like the commercial I, outside of, you know, the woman and the skirt. I mean, it's so typical in Japan to do that. Uh, I really like the, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Like the Sega. And like, I love the, that it's in English, even though it's a Japanese yeah. ad for Japanese people, but it's all like some like jazzy voice. Oh, Sega. Like what they think. Of magical. Cool, ma magical. Yeah. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I love that Sega in the end, it was still very old school Sega. I mean, it was 2001, so they still had, yeah. they're barely coming out of the consoles, so they still had that I like edge. That. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the one for uh, Japan. I like it. Uh, we did get one in North America uh, for THQ, but this ad was actually uh, for three games, mostly uh, for Street Fighter Alpha 3, but basically, back in the day, THQ was publishing a lot of GBA games. And they did mm -hmm. a commercial for three of them. And uh, the commercial has Street Fighter Alpha 3, Sonic Advance, and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, which I've Sweet. actually played all three of. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's look at the ad. Uh, one, two, three. about that ad i think it's too little gameplay like they're trying to like pull the whole like uh sega old school like cool college yeah kid. but like i don't think they understood it very well and i think they should have shown more gameplay and also what is what does a, a street fighter move have to do with sonic i don't know i mean <laughs> yeah very tenuous they it was clearly a street fighter commercial and they just crammed sonic at the end <laughs> exactly it was weird i think there's yeah. more to do with sonic but have you ever played any of those ports on, uh, or any of the THQ ports on uh, Game Boy Advance, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three and uh, Son uh, Street Fighter Alpha Three? I have played Jet Set Radio on the Game Boy Advance, which was from the same team that did the Tony Hawk ports, and it's it's cool. It's it's weird, but it works. And uh, those Tony Hawk games, from what I've seen, look awesome. Like it's a completely different way to play. But it works, and they're super popular. I know. I know there's a big fan base for the uh, overhead view Tony Hawk games. Yeah, they're, they're weird, but they're worth checking out. Yeah, they're kind of like isometric, and I always hated my isometric because I think it's hard to tell the distance. But I remember being mm -hmm. in high school, and like I had, so I knew with someone that would always play Tony Hawk, like at their house. And then so they had the Game Boy Advance one, so they would play that on the go. They were just obsessed with Tony nice. Hawk, so. It reminds me of them now that I look at it. But uh, let's look at some <laughs> of the re-releases for this game, which this game got a gajillion re-releases. Um, oh, wow. even They even had a special edition version where it came with a Sonic OVA VHS tape. That's how, how long ago this was. Wow. Um, they also did a lot of two-in-one combo packs. So they sold... I think I saw on Sonic Retro that this is the only handheld Sonic game to have to sell over 1.2 million copies in well it sold to 1.2 million copies in north america they said wow. that it's the only handheld sonic to report selling over a million copies in one region 
So it was really hmm. popular. Obviously, the re-releases helped. It made a lot of money for THQ. Um, the last re-release we had was on the Wii U uh, in 2015, which is not that long ago considering how old the game is and how, in my opinion, the Sonic Advance series is kind of underrated and Sega doesn't really talk about it. Like when we had all those Sonic 25th anniversary things, they didn't really talk about Sonic Advance like as a thing. They kind of went like, adventure, and this is the timeline. Advance was skipped. Rush it didn't really matter, I think. So, it, I mean, it it was pretty popular. I mean, what... Do, which one of these have you seen the most of you think in uh releases i guess um because i've seen some of these like a, two combo packs before a lot so yeah i've seen the combo packs a lot i think that's the one i see the most it's it's a very common or at least it was a very common like uh flea market find mm. you'd always see a table of like game boy advance carts and there would be some two in one uh typically the pinball party yeah, um combo for sure. that was a popular one and that's a great game too um but yeah i love all the i love all of the sonic game boy advance games and and i never own those combo carts um just because i'm kind of a purist when it comes to like wanting to have the original you Car. know one but uh 100 when you're on you. the go when you're on the go, it's a nice combo. Pinball and Sonic, like, that works. Yeah, especially, like, when I was a kid. I mean, even now, like, I think I went camping a couple, a month ago. And uh, yeah. I, I had to pack up my Switch, even though I didn't even play games when I was up there. I just, like, oh, I got to bring every single game I own. And even, you know, with Switch cards, you don't want to get them lost. So it's like having di- either digital or having a one in whatever game like this, it, it saves you room for sure, especially back then when... You you didn't have your own vehicle and stuff, you know. Um, let's yeah. t- let's talk about the legacy of uh, the game. The game actually scored pretty high, uh, it, but this was also in the era where Sonic was still popular and it wasn't getting as much hate in the media. But according to Metacritic, Metacritic, it holds a eighty-seven percent, which is really great. Cons- you know, considering this is not only. The first Sonic Dimps game, but also the first Dimp game, Dimps game period. This is the first game. Yeah. Uh, so pretty, really good solid debut for the studio. Um, according to Yahoo Games, they said, it's fluid. It's the fluid and perfectly measured pace of Sonic Team's new game that makes it so good. Absolutely superb stuff. They gave it 100%. Wow. Games Radar said, despite the 12 years since his debut, that's how long this has been. We're next year. We're thirty years. Yeah, it's as captivating, exciting, and more importantly, as fun as it ever was. But of Sega, we'd expect no less. So crazy wow. how reviewers would be like, "Sega is the best," obviously, and now they're like, "Sega doesn't make any good games," while they release a ton of great games. But you absolutely, know how... wow. Uh, and uh, let, let's read some of the lowest. The lowest one was by Game Critic, which gave it a. Uh, 75%, which is not really that low. Um, no. This game managed to do something its 3D counterparts never could. Catch my interest and hold on to it. I spent a lot of time simply looking around each level, experimenting with each character, and attempting to find the various Chao emeralds. Uh, in my opinion, I did the same in Sonic Adventure 1. I uh, I would play the characters and look around and enjoy the music, enjoy the 3D graphics, especially on Dreamcast, which it was something really brand new. So I don't know about his hating the 3D counterparts. 
I would say mm. I, I do prefer Sonic in 2D myself, so I, I guess I could see his point. But in the end of the day, he right. gave it a 75%, which is very positive, in my opinion, for a Sonic game. And yeah. uh, I have nothing negative to say about the game outside of the endless pits. And uh, that's about <laughs> it. What about you? What's your, your last words about this game? Um, I think it was a solid start to a... Uh, uh, surprisingly long running even if it was in a short amount of time you had a lot of games um sonic game boy advance franchise um and first one i think it's the best game of the sonic advance trilogy i just i love that it uh is so closely tied to sonic adventure in terms of like look and feel but it has a little bit of that genesis vibe too it really does feel honestly like a lot of people were saying like oh this is sonic 4 um and when you compare it to Sonic 4, the one we got, yeah, I would prefer this to be Sonic 4, if anything. Um, well worth playing. Check it out for sure. And um, I guess I'll read our Patreon memories. So if you are a Patreon supporter at any tier, you can share your comments, your thoughts, your memories on a game, and we will read them. And if you listen to past episodes, some people have written novels, and we have read the whole novel. But... The whole novel. Here, because it's a, a tiny game, we're going to read some tiny comments. Um, and then I will reveal what the next episode is, and then we will say our goodbyes. So here we go. We have SegaFan1989. He says, It was the first Sonic game I bought on a non-Sega console. It was very weird seeing the Nintendo logo come up before a Sonic game. I didn't get a GameCube till a bit later. And then we have Nicholas Schaefer. He says, As a kid, I couldn't afford game systems until I could buy them secondhand. My first was a Genesis, and a month later, a Game Boy. So when my favorite franchise was launching on the Game Boy Advance, I had to have it. I spent my whole summer vacation mowing lawns. <laughs> just sounds like a... I spent my whole summer vacation mowing lawns just to buy it. And it was worth it. While consoles were experimenting with 3D, the Advance and later Rush series kept us 2D fans busy during the 2000s. And uh, I like that. It's a good memory. Good job. I bet, I bet kids um, these days are like, so, man, I wish the days of like mowing the lawn would give me a console. Now they're like $500. Poor kids. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, now you you hire a lawn service. You got to get a job with the lawn service. It's rough. It's tough. Yeah, poor kids. Um, so here we go. So the next episode, which is going to be, what are we at right now? Five, I think. 55 53 54 55 so episode 55 because we are entering the october season um i thought i'd mix things up and i want to talk about ghostbusters for the sega genesis and mega drive it is a game that's very dear to my heart one of the first games i played on the genesis so um i think it's going to be interesting not only to discuss it but also to talk about ghostbusters we don't talk movies on here but hey if we're covering <laughs> a movie tie-in why not talk a little bit about the movie that inspired it too so that'll be fun. Look forward to that. Uh, I think Compile had a hand in that, so that'll be Ooh. interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Boom. Boom. I just threw something at the camera. I don't know if it worked. All right. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for watching and listening to this week's Sega Talk. We'll catch you guys next time when we talk about Ghostbusters. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Boo. <laughs> <laughs>